Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Evolved Athletics Radio. My name's Jim Young, and this is episode 42. Today, we're going to be talking about a case for creatine, so why you should be using creatine or maybe why you shouldn't. All right, so I debated for quite a while on whether or not I was going to do an episode on creatine, and I thought, you know what? This is one of those supplements that I think more people should probably uh, know about and should probably understand uh, what creatine is and what it's not and what it can do and what it can't do. So where I want to start first is basically just defining uh, what creatine is. Basically, we have a a molecule that is produced in the body and it's produced from amino acids. It's primarily made in the liver and to a lesser extent in the kidneys and pancreas. Uh, Creatine after it's created is stored in muscle tissue. So we see, um, you know, about 90% plus um, of that creatine produced stored in muscle tissue. And that's because it's a high energy phosphate group um, typically referred to as phosphocreatine, um, which is what it is. And its primary action is to donate a phosphate group to help regenerate ATP. And if you remember, uh, ATP, adenosine triphosphate, is uh, an energy source that is used in primarily short bursts. And honestly, that's about it. You know, that's, that's basically what creatine is. Um, you know, it's a vitamin-like compound uh, that is essential for the body to function, uh, but it is something that the body produces on its own. Now, where we get into some really interesting uh, effects are when we look at supraphysiological doses, so outside of what the body produces. Um, so some of the benefits that you typically see with creatine is improvement in strength and power output. Again, remember that's because it's a phosphate donor and it helps replenish or regenerate that ATP. Again, that's typically used for short bursts of uh, movement, energy, you know, uh, power movements, essentially. And specifically for that purpose alone, uh, creatine really intrigued a lot of researchers so much so that creatine is one of the most researched supplements on the market, bar none. Uh, there isn't a supplement out there right now that holds a torch to the amount of research that has been done on creatine. And, you know, even more interesting is the fact that there's still more research going on uh, on creatine. Um, it, but now they've it seems they've moved away from uh, the energy output, the power output aspect of creatine, but looking at more of the cognitive performance, the the potential uh, neuro effects that creatine might have. So, but that's that's a discussion for another time because uh, the effects that we know that have been proven with creatine is the you know strength and power output. Uh, some of the, you know, side effects or drawbacks to creatine, honestly, there aren't there aren't many. Uh, side effects typically, um, 
might be stomach cramps, uh, diarrhea or nausea. Uh, sometimes those are individuals that aren't drinking enough water while they're consuming creatine. Um, and there's some, some confusion with that as well. Uh, creatine's function isn't to pull in water into the muscle cells. It has nothing to do with water balance in the grand scheme of things. Now, some of that water retention that seems to occur with creatine supplementation most often has to do with the form of creatine that's being used. And that's typically creatine monohydrate. That specifically is the one that's researched the most. There are other forms, but they don't hold a torch to monohydrate in terms of the amount of research uh, and efficacy uh, versus, uh, not versus, but uh, in conjunction with the price. Um, so, you know, creatine monohydrate is really what you want to be leaning towards in terms of the most effective creatine supplement. Uh, but back to the monohydrate aspect, monohydrate is a salt molecule that creatine is attached to to help it stabilize. Now, once those two are, you know, cleaved essentially, that monohydrate, uh, again, being a salt molecule, has a high affinity for water, so it tends to attract a lot of water. Now, the body will deal with that over time, uh, but in the short term, some, some users tend to experience, you know, again, the stomach cramping, the diarrhea, the nausea, some water retention. But again, a lot of that tends to uh, normalize after a few weeks, typically a few weeks at the most. So as you can see, there's not a lot of uh, side effects or drawbacks to using creatine. Um, however, I will mention that there is a small population that doesn't respond to creatine supplementation. But that's a pretty small population, so I'm not sure that it's something that you really need to be concerned with. Um, so we cover the basics. Um, you know, that's pretty much creatine in a nutshell. There's not a lot to really discuss outside of that. However, there is a couple of things that I want to touch on, um, and they're really they're, they're myths about creatine that have been debunked for quite a while now. And one of the biggest ones is creatine causing uh, kidney and liver damage. Now, one of the problems with this is uh, it stemmed from research that happened early on. And what it showed was um, during creatine supplementation, uh, creatinine levels were shown to have increased during that time. Now, creatinine is a marker that's used for uh, diagnosis of kidney problems. Um, but the, the problem with this is as we gathered more science is we or more research, more data, we figured out that creatine naturally degrades into creatinine. So you're naturally going to have higher creatinine levels when you're taking creatine supplementation. Um, we know by using other markers like cystatin C, for instance, um, that uh, kidney damage uh, or kidney problems aren't really occurring during uh, creatine supplementation. Um, so we know, again, by doing further research that, you know, creatine uh, really isn't causing those problems. So again, that's been debunked, and it's been debunked uh, for quite some time now. Uh, the other two things are, uh, you know, 
creatine causing long-term GI distress, uh, cramping, and dehydration. Uh, again, these, if you do experience these, they tend to be short-lived and they tend to be more from the issue of not drinking enough water to begin with. So those individuals that experience some of these problems, again, are usually individuals that aren't drinking enough water. So again, uh, long-term you know, muscle cramping, dehydration, GI problems, uh, that's more than likely not because of the creatine itself, uh, especially if it's long-term. It's usually something else that's going on. Um, you know, either nutritionally or medically. Uh, the other thing, and I don't see this pop up very often, uh, but rhabdomyalysis, um, which is uh, essentially like an extreme form of muscle breakdown, uh, causes a lot of issues. Um, creatine's been attributed to increasing rhabdomyalysis as well. And again, that's something that's just not supported by uh, data. Um, one thing I did here, and this is this has been a long time uh, now. When uh, when I was still working in the supplement industry, I had some parents come in looking for a supplement for their high schooler. It was a junior, I, junior senior, I believe, in in high school. Uh, was being scouted for football. They wanted something to help keep his performance up. And creatine was suggested, and one of the parents kind of scoffed at it and said, well, I don't, I don't want him taking a steroid. And just to be like super clear, uh, creatine is not a steroid. Um, it's a vitamin-like compound. Uh, again, it's produced from amino acids in the body. Uh, steroids, by definition, are... Uh, components with a cholesterol backbone. Uh, again, creatine does not have that. It's, it's only produced uh, from a handful of uh, amino acids. So uh, again, just in the grand scope, the grand scheme of things, uh, creatine is one of those supplements that, again, it's been around for decades now. It's proven efficacy. It's got the research to back it up. You know, outside of a handful of reasons, uh, again, pre-existing conditions uh, would be one of those. Say if you have pre-existing uh, GI problems, kidney problems, liver problems, and you're on medication and being treated for it, creatine is probably not something you want to add to the mix. Um, again, if you're looking for a supplement that's going to give you results, creatine is going to be uh, or should be at the top of your list next to protein probably. But honestly, I, I don't really consider protein powders a supplement anymore like I used to. Um, you know, and that, again, that's probably for another, another podcast. But, uh, you know, creatine. I would say if you're looking for an increase in strength and performance, creatine is going to be where it's at. Um, you know, you can usually pick it up for under 15 bucks. You'll get a couple months worth of product. Uh, dosing, you know, real quick, uh, three to five grams on a daily basis. There's no reason to load creatine anymore. Again, after, you know, numerous uh, research articles published, uh, you know, at the end of three weeks, creatine muscle saturation is going to be about the same regardless of if you do a loading phase, which again is not needed, or if you do three to five grams on a daily basis. So, 
you know, either either way is going to be effective. But again, it's it's one of those things that you've got to kind of play around with. Uh, personally, I, I usually do about five grams uh, every day. I used to measure it out. I don't really measure it out anymore. Um, you know, so I'm probably getting, I don't know, four to seven grams probably on a daily basis. Uh, creatine is not something that you have to cycle. Uh, it does not... Uh, downregulate or depress any other functions, uh, regulatory functions in the body. Uh, so it is something that you can use continuously. Um, I do have other colleagues that recommend uh, taking, you know, four to six weeks off and then getting back on it for, you know, three or four months. Uh, I'm not really sure the reasoning behind it, uh, but it's a good way to tell uh, whether or not your supplement's uh, still working. <laughs> Kind of a weird way of doing it, but uh, again, there are some people that b- still believe that you should you should cycle it. Nevertheless, um, so yeah, if you have any questions, um, you know, I'll put a link in the description where you can send me an audio, um, you know, an audio message. And I think that's about it. I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, pretty straightforward creatine. I recommend uh, again, not a lot of side effects or drawbacks, um, and pretty cost effective. So. All right. Happy lifting, everybody. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again.